All right, everybody. It's a podcast, the Dear Maddie Show, episode five. Here we are. It is hot in my apartment today. We are. We should be drinking sweet tea because I'm with a fellow Southerner. I'm with, hey, y'all. I'm with my really good friend who started out as my neighbor, Don McCoy, the fabulous Don McCoy. Thanks for the welcome. What a warm welcome. Yeah, well, you know, so many people are here. So uh, <laughs> they're all clapping for you. All of us. They're just so intimidated they can't clap. It's true. <laughs> it's true. So tell everybody how we know one another. We met each other walking our dogs on uh, our street. I almost said it, and then I thought, oh, I don't want the Matt Stalkers to, to come get <laughs> all, us. All two of them. All two. <laughs> um, and also, I already hear the Southern accent coming out because yeah, you mentioned just, the South, and it just comes out when you say happen. it. Yeah, Not normally. Yes. Uh, but our dogs are like best friends. They're frenemies, actually. They're frenemies. And I have Miss Ellie, who's a Maltese. Maddie has a schnauzer. Sophie. who's Sophie. And Sophie's black, and Miss Ellie is white. Yes. So what do we call them? Ebony and Ivory. They are Ebony and Ivory. <laughs> so I met Matt that way, and we just became fast friends. That's we realized nice. he's from Oklahoma. I'm from Texas, and you know, neighboring states, neighbors. It and all... your mom is from Oklahoma, That's and my right. mom is from Texas. Right. So it's just kind of like <laughs> we just had a, all this like neighborly stuff going on. And that was like three years ago. It was really great too because I feel like in Los Angeles, people don't connect with their neighbors, right? And it was a big deal for me because, yes, obviously I'm the closest with you, but I'm also friends with my other neighbors. In yeah, this neighbor- totally. I mean, you, we've talked about how we have this magical little street. It's magical. It, it really is. is. I would tell you that it's a place. It's in Wilshire it's Vista sort. in it's Los Angeles. Vista. Look at Wilshire Vista. But uh, it's I, – I love – I didn't – I used to live in um, – we said it was Hancock Park adjacent, but let's be honest, it was really Koreatown. Um <laughs> I think, and um, no, seriously, my friend said, oh, I used to live on Hollywood and Western, and it used to be bad, but then they moved all the prostitutes down to Western and Oakwood, and I'm like, that's where I lived. Um, I'll never forget, I was walking Sophie at like 8 o'clock in the morning, and this is on Oakwood, and this I see this man like pull up in this beat-up Corolla, and a woman gets into the car, I, I realize a, a Lady of the night, oh. or at the eight thirty in the morning, and she gets into the car, and he drove away. And the whole time, all I kept thinking is, "You have a beat up Corolla. You have no business spending that money. No, no Where business. I'm, that's fine if you want to." Yeah. But children's it, college fund way more important. Yeah, way more important. <laughs> so, um, but anyway, but I, because I lived in Koreatown, most of my neighbors were Korean, so we would talk to like some of their children, but not any of their adult parents because they couldn't speak English. So right. it's so not actually I got really upset. Sorry, we're going off track already. See, y'all, I'm sorry, Don's one of my best friends. So Gay D <laughs> is gonna kick in today. There's some there's some uh, tangent yeah, stuff going she's on. She's also a makeup artist and a beauty blogger. So we could talk I'm about a former found- makeup artist. That's true. It's very well you still do make but we could do <laughs> talk about foundation and blush for days. But um so we loaned I had what is the nice name of the the glassware you cook with that people write their names on where we are from? Pirates? Yes, I had some Pyrex, <laughs> and I'll never forget her name. Is her name was Agnes? She was a sweet uh, Korean like uh, teenager mm-hmm. girl, and she came over and she was friends with it because I think she thought me and I lived with my roommate Lindsay, who was on the Dear Maddie Show pot, episode number one. If you want to listen to that and catch up, ding ding. And then also uh, my old roommate Jake, who I think is going to be on the show too. But oh, um, Lord. I know <sighs> she's a bitch, but I love her. So. um <laughs> Anyway, but I think this girl Agnes loved Jake and I because we were like, well, they called our place the Opera House. So, because they were always singing. So, they were like, this is the gay house in Koreatown. So, she just thought we were like the fun. She probably thought we were the real life Will and Grace. 
Probably. So she came over and she said, she used to come over and just hang out. And um, she borrowed my Pyrex. She's like, I have a school project. And she borrowed it. And then, I'm not kidding, they moved out in the middle of the night and I never got it back. Oh, that's like a southern sin right I there. Cur- I know. I, thank you. Going straight thank to you. southern hell. I cursed diarrhea on their family for a week. I was so upset. But that's ter- She should have left it on your doorstep like a normal person. I know. She should have. But yes, anyway, so Don and I usually see each other every night or every morning. Sometimes both. Sometimes both. Um, he sometimes makes me his turkey kale soup. Yes, it's true. It's so good. You usually make me feel better about myself because I'll <laughs> be walking my dog on a Wednesday at 5 p.m. having a beer and you're walking your dog with a glass of Chardonnay. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that, people. Um, it's truly happy hour. That is truly happy hour. So we'll tell everybody a little bit about like, because I met you and you know I've done hosting and comedy and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I thought it was, again, so synchronicity, yes. uh, the sync. I can't use big words. Syncratic. Syncratic. That sounds like a government. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. Maybe. But, uh, well, first of all, too, I should tell people you're a voiceover artist. So I know what they can met. They're like, okay, because my mom said, she actually said, I really like your podcast, but I feel like when you start, you really try to be like, hi, I'm Maddie. I'm like, I really don't try to. I'm just starting. She's like, but then you settle in and y'all talk like normal. But so she's going to listen to this and think like, Dawn was using her voice. I'm like, that's just Dawn. She's a voiceover artist. So, I mean. Can well, you name a couple? Do you want me to lo- Like, I actually have done this on a podcast before, but I'm like, do you want me to use my sexy voice? Because I'll use it. Oh, well, you already are. Yeah. You are. Maddie. Somebody. I'm uncomfortable <laughs> right now because things are happening for me. Yeah. You know, tell everybody a little bit about, um, <laughs> tell them though about like, um, well, I want to talk about uh, Beauty Frosting in a second, but tell a little bit just commercials they probably have heard your voice on. Oh, I mean, okay. Yeah. So, you know, voiceover, a lot of people don't even know what that is, actually. If you, Yeah, go ahead and that. explain. So voiceover is when you're, you know, the voice for, you know, like cartoons, they have voices in case you don't know those aren't real people on the TV. These yeah. are actually, you know, they're animations. <laughs> it's art. People put voices mm-hmm. behind them. So, yeah. So I voice uh, mostly commercials. That's my, my wheelhouse. And it's, uh, I've been on... Marshalls, that's the most recent. You'll hear me this fall as well. Marshalls, uh, Target. Target, yeah. Uh, Little Tykes, HGTV, uh, UPS. Uh, those are the big ones. And yeah. then there are some other little ones. Um, so, yeah, it's been a, a, lo- a lot of them. Um, and it's really it's really a fun thing to do. I always say it's actually probably the, the easiest job you can do. So whenever I get one, I'm like, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Gratitude, gratitude, gratitude. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, They're yeah. really... We'll so talk a little that. bit about kind of what i think people know you for in the city i'm okay uh talk a little <laughs> bit about beauty frosting so i am it's kind of funny it's i've kind of evolved from being a uh i was a personal shopper for a celebrity so we'll mm-hmm. get to that later but i from that i i had this interesting uh time in my life which we all have where you kind of fall down or uh, and have to pick yourself up and i'd been in a long relationship of seven and a half years and it ended and it was a really trying traumatic time uh, we're still best friends, funny enough, uh, but we it was time for us to part ways, and I moved to this new neighborhood, and I remember I moved here, and I had a few months of being kind of down. I watched a lot of like sad breakup movies and things like that, mm-hmm. and uh, spent a lot of time bettering myself, and in December, I just had this real meltdown, uh, just kind of got sad, and and just, just wasn't in a great place, and I thought, well, maybe I need to move home to Texas. Maybe I shouldn't be here. And I went to go have dinner with my best friend from childhood and my mom. We had some margaritas and chips and salsa at Mikasina in Dallas. My mama loves her Margie's. Love oh, Mikasina. Love it. 
my favorite place. Remember that. And we sat down and we talked, and Sophie's coming over to say hello oh, to me. My dog's coming over to say hi. hi. Sorry. Thanks for the kissy, sweet pea. Um, and we and we all just were hanging out, and my friend said, "You know, I really always love that you you know you encourage people to feel their most beautiful, just inside and out, and you love makeup products, and I love cupcakes." And she just like basically gave me, "There's so much you can do. You shouldn't move from LA, but if you did, you could open a shop or you could do this." And from that, I thought, well, I don't have capital to open up a shop right now. So maybe I have a great idea for that. But what can I do in the meanwhile? And I never read a blog, but I started going on Pinterest and pinning images of things that went along with like this brand that I was envisioning, which is just me on a plate in a basket, as I often say. And I came up with my blog, Beauty Frosting. It came out in March uh, on my grandmother's birthday, my nanny, March 12, 2012. Which my birthday is March 12. <laughs> it is too. Yeah, so I, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I did know that. Every time we always like, but every time I love you, you're like, oh yeah, my grandma's. So I had this, so I had this blog and we just celebrated our second blog anniversary, which apparently that's a term now. And uh, we had this great party to celebrate it. And it really just, it really gave me an outlet where it was everything I love in one place and I got to share it with people that I didn't even know and it kind of took off and mm. uh, I'm all over social media and stuff and from that has come lots of hosting stuff and uh, I've start, I did like Hallmark on the Family and Access Hollywood and Extra and, and that's all really fun but it was just, it, it's kind of shaped my life, this blog that I never read a blog and there I have one. Yeah. It shaped my life and so well, many now you friends host I events. I mean, I just right. went to, you also have been to the container store that yeah. I just went to for Step Up Women's Network, and you're on the, what, the Visionary board? I'm a Visionary thing? member. And the Step Up, tell people about Step Up. Oh, Because I know special. that's a big deal to you. And well, because, well, actually, I want to say, too, that I try to have people on this show that are either, a lot of times I have comedians because they're funny, but I also try to have, if I have a friend, I specifically try to choose a friend that is, has a thoughtfulness to them or I mean because your blog has really turned into not just about not about baking cupcakes and not about which eyeshadow is the best to wear for <laughs> brunettes but it really like you I think your little tagline is beauty baking and being right yes and it really is a, about like being your best self and kind of taking an inner beauty and an inner self-confidence and building that and let that expand into like an outer beauty which yeah. is why I asked you to help me answer questions today, but that's... I'm so excited. By the way, I'm really yeah, happy yeah, to we're be gonna, here. So we're thank you for there, having me. Do tell me people about Step Up. I want to, oh, yeah, because so that's a great thing you do. It's a it's it's a great organization that I actually was introduced to by one of my best friends, Sarah Jane Morris, who's an actress. And I went to an event and I met this girl there named Rosie, uh, and she just enchanted me. She was a graduate, and what it is is. Uh, Step Up Women's Network is an organization that has women inspiring girls, and it's girls from. You know, it's at-risk communities, uh, communities where, you know, a lot of times the girls don't end up going to college and uh, sometimes, you know, the the resources are limited. And, mm -hmm. and here in L.A., I mean, it's various parts of town, but it's just girls that really haven't been given a break. Yeah. And uh, I definitely, you know, had parents that I, I did get some breaks and I, you know, got to try any class I wanted to try and dancing mm -hmm. and theater and whatever I wanted to do. And these girls don't have that. And, mm -hmm. you know, I know that one girl I, I mentored had a very... You know, they all lived in one room, and it was six people. And and hearing that was, uh, it's it, that's a different world for me. Yeah, uh, and a world that everything's so spread out where we're from, right, and everyone has their right. home. And I mean, not everyone, but uh, it's not as crowded right. as it could be here. And and you know, and like I, I said something to her, I was making suggestions, and um, we were doing a mentoring session, and I said, uh, 
I said, you know, I said, you need to carve out a little space for yourself. Like, you know, your room, for instance, and this is, you know, where my naivete came in. Your room, for instance, uh, oh, I don't have my own room. Oh, okay. Well, um, do you have your own bed? And she's like, no, I share a bed with my mom and grandma. Oh, okay. Um, and I remember just feeling, oh, God, what do I say now? And I'm like, what yeah. about your closet? Do you have a closet? And she's like, my uncle sleep in the closet. And it just became, wow. wow, okay. And I said, okay, so this is what you need to do. I want you to find a crate or a box. It can be a paper box. And you need to carve out your own little corner where you can put p- pictures that inspire you because she loves Tim Burton and she has that kind oh. of artistic sense and she's mm-hmm. a great artist. And I said, you need to like make a little corner. And then she loves baking, which is kind of why we were paired together because ah. that's my therapy. And her stove's broken. And I was like, oh, oh no, like that's the worst. So... It was it, it was one of those things where you realize and that having a stove that works is something we you just take for granted. Yeah, you absolutely do. Exactly. But so step up has women that are mentoring young girls, or they have this uh, "I Dream Today," which is what this was uh, the one I just spoke about, like how I met her um, in particular, and in particularly. But it's they give you so many opportunities to to meet these girls and to see the graduates. One hundred percent of Step Up alumni go to college, are accepted to college, and go. That's awesome. Now, knowing the stats in America, that's nothing close to what they're. And, and they always say for the for the last four years, and I'm like, do we even have to say that? But you do. So for the last four years, one hundred percent of Step Up grads have you know gone to college and been accepted. And my one of my favorite girls is Rosie, and she's going to Berkeley in, in a week, and so we're doing a little pampering day next uh, mm. next week for her, which will be really fun. Wow. Yeah. Well, I'm feeling inspired by that, so <laughs> let's get to some questions, all right? We are braving the heat here in Los Angeles today for y'all. We're going to start with question number one. Dear Maddie, I'm pretty sure my dad is a total narcissist. How would I recognize the signs, and how can I still have a relationship with someone who only cares about themselves? This is from Evelyn, age oh, 42. Evelyn. With the signs of narcissism, I mean, narcissism is pretty easily definable. It's just somebody who is... Not just self-absorbed, but someone who is basically overwrought with concern for themselves at the fault, at the pain, at the pain and hurt of, of other people around them. I think it's, it's definitely – I think narcissism is a word – it's like depressed that gets thrown a lot, around a lot in our culture – and uh, yes, a lot of people are depressed and a lot of people are narcissists, but some people are not necessarily in these exaggerated or more extreme states. But with narcissism, I think it's uh, – if you know someone who has dealt with a narcissist and that it's it's much different because it's not just, okay, my mom is – my mom really likes to take selfies or my sister you know, only likes to talk about her new boyfriend. That's a little different. This is someone literally who – Things like, well, I decided that pulling the kids out of school and we're moving in the middle of the night to go to Colorado because I want to s- start a, a lumber camp. Oh, like Lord. really weird, Lord. nonsensical or, hey, kids, I'm going to leave and go do what I want to do. And then I show up whenever, you know. But you can't have functioning narcissists. Yes. You have to make yes. sure you know that. So, yeah, it's, I think actually what concerns me more about this question is, how can I still have a relationship with someone who seems to only care about themselves? And, I mean, the short answer to that is you might not. I think mm-hmm. that's definitely – this is definitely a, the mark of – self-care is probably the first and foremost thing that you need to worry about. And, I mean, I mean, I know that you've had experience <laughs> with this. So I told Dawn. I, know, I said, I got a little uh, teary. Um, I know. I told, I told you. Before we start, I said I have these questions like in a queue, and I I usually don't pick certain questions for certain people. They just kind of come up as it is. And I said it's yeah. really weird how the universe 
selected questions. Oh, I have, I have no doubt. You know, I definitely, I have someone who in my life who is a narcissist, a family member. Um, and it's really challenging. So first of all, I want to say I'm sorry. The fact that you're even asking probably, it makes me actually think you probably are right. I was, yes, I meant to say that. I agree. <laughs> uh, so, but here's the thing. It doesn't matter how they're categorized or classified. It's about, you know, how it impacts you and your relationship with them. So I would say you, you deal with them gently. You understand that they always take everything as being about them. Uh, my, my person in particular, I actually could probably say it because they would never listen to anything I was on, but, um, my, you know, it's my dad and my dad is a dynamic, uh, amazing. Don did not write this question, by the way. Don did did not write this question. (laughs) I did not. Um, but he, he's a remarkable man who has done so much and, and no wonder that he has these feelings, but it is hard to talk to him because there are sometimes, you know, for years in high school, he wouldn't know what my best friend's name was. And they'd come over every day after school and he had wow. no idea what their name was. He'd be like, hey, you. And they're like, he doesn't know what my name does. And I'm like, no. Uh, so here's what I'd say is you are you have a relationship with them carefully and gently. And I mean gently with yourself. Uh, you You need to have boundaries. And you need to have yeah. barriers. Uh, and I am someone who is very bad at that. And I've just learned kind of at 36 to have those. But you want to make sure you're protecting yourself. So if you want to share something with them, know that you might not get that back. Do you I mean, mind me asking how do you protect yourself? Like I don't, I don't talk to my dad a whole lot. I talk to him a few times a year. Uh, and I'm not the only one. I, here's my feeling also is I used to really – when I would meet people that said they didn't talk to their parents a lot in Los Angeles, I'd be like, those people are screwed. Like what is wrong with them? But you realize you know, my whole family doesn't really you know, talk to him all the time. And uh, he's, he, again, like he has done so much and he came from nothing. And it's, it's so inspirational to me to see what he's done. But – it is something where you do worry that, you know, maybe you'd end up like with so- like someone who is like that. And you and you do worry about that a lot, especially when you're in a job that requires you to take selfies and, you know, post pictures and post mm-hmm. statuses. You're like, gosh, this feels really narcissistic. And it makes me a little uncomfortable sometimes. And yet I still do it uh, because I feel like I usually try to it always relates to other people. It's never just like, yeah, I am. In yeah, here. I think it's good, you know. <laughs> I'm posting on Facebook and stuff about this <laughs> right, all the time, and right. it's because you want people to experience it. Yeah, and I and I do get such good responses, so that's good. But with my dad, or with narcissists in general, and for you, Evelyn, I I would just say protect yourself in the sense that you might not have a relationship where you talk every day or where you're able to interact. Uh, you know, I see that you're 42. Mm-hmm. Um, and that means you already have that intact, in hopefully. And maybe if it's something where, like, if you're living with him or something, that's a different story. Uh, because that's it's very different when you're a child or if you're living with mm-hmm. someone under the same roof. Or if you have, you know, maybe if they're financially responsible for you or something mm-hmm. like that, then that is different. And in that case, I would say keep a journal. Make sure you keep a journal and can get out those feelings. Because I definitely kept a journal from age 8 until today even. Like, I write every morning. It used to be every night out every morning. That's so I would say too. channel. Well, with narcissism, too, that can be another factor is that they'll have money and then they don't because they have a project or they have an idea. Right, to, yeah, and it's about yeah. them. So I know that. And my dad was very good at that, by the way. I want to say he, he took care of his family well. Wow. Well, good. Yeah. Good. I think for some people, too, they're. Uh, you know, Al-Anon could be a good Al-Anon avenue. Great, sure. I've that, never gone. But uh, me, I've gone name. once. You know, I've or se- several times because I was dealing with a friend who was an alcoholic at the time, and I felt like I w- 
was really focusing on them. So Adonan or CODA, it's Codependence Anonymous. Mm -hmm. Those are really great. Even those couple of meetings and also just my experience as a therapist and doing couples therapy and seeing people. About I really believe that about 95% of the time when someone's upset or they're angry at you, it's actually not about you. Right. It's pretty much right. their shit. Right. That they need to clear up. Very rarely is it an actual... And, it's hard. It's it's a it's an easy thing to hear and a hard thing to remember. I, I'm I'm guilty of it as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, very much so. So I'm best of luck to you, Evelyn. I Ab- know I, you're not alone out there. You're you're not alone. I and I will say in terms of identifying it, uh, I remember the exact moment I was in eighth grade and we were doing Word Power Made Easy, the book. Which, oh. by the way, if you want good vocabulary, if you like want a good base, I really feel like that pow- that book is a very powerful tool. I feel like they should be teaching it in sixth grade on. The but- Dear Maddie Show, sponsored by Word Power <laughs> Made Easy. Yeah, it really did improve my SAT score, uh, <laughs> just ridiculously. Uh, but, you know, there was, they used narcissist in that book. And I remember being in eighth grade and I was like, oh, that's what my dad is. Oh. oh. And that was, and that was one of those things where like the definition, whatever that is, I feel like we do need to look it up that it, it really is that that's what a narcissist is. It, was it who, helpful for you just to like say, to oh, that's not. I, I felt not alone. I felt like if it's a term in a book, mm. I mean, it comes from Narcissus, of course. It comes yeah. from like the Greek mythology, uh, Narcissus, who like, you that's know, when looked in looking the river. And, yes, yes. And he finally like fell in or something. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So, uh, but I will say just make sure you take care of you because a narcissist is always taking care of them first. So make yeah. sure you take care of you first. The Wanda Sykes said, I'm going to do me and you do you. <laughs> Absolutely. Wanda Sykes giving advice on. And there you go. And there you go. But really, good luck, Evelyn, because I, I, as a personal journey, I know that's a, that's, a, that's a tricky one. It's a very tricky one. All right. We're moving on to uh, – we have a uh, listener, Joseph, age 27. Joseph says, Dear Maddie, it seems like a lot of people can't step away from their cell phones these days. I'm tired of hanging out with friends who spend more time looking at their phones than talking to me. How do I politely address this without sounding like I'm complaining? Oh, honey. From Joseph, 27. This is a big issue for a lot of people. Sure. You are a social media maven. Like Oh, I tip my hat, thank you. That but so I know that you're always on your phone or doing something and I get it, you're working. So but you're also really good about you know, you'll be doing something, you'll say, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, let me just finish this and you finish it and then you'll put down your phone and you're like, Hey, so what's up? How was your day? And we'll chat and stuff like that. Um so what's been your, I mean, what do you, uh, how do you I, deal with people that are always really, mo- it's funny because my mom actually, you know, my mom has been the only person that's really ever complained. Like when I go home to Dallas and I put a picture up or something, she'll say, oh, do we have to have a, a dinner table? Like, a, you know, the restaurant or whatever. I will say this though. It's not nearly as bad. I've seen so many friends and especially kids who don't put it away. And it's actually my pet peeve, surprisingly. Especially I don't even kids. know if you know that. Really? Uh, yeah. It actually really bothers me. I have an example yesterday. I was, uh, I, I went to spin class and a friend who is just darling, but she had her phone and we were all talking mm-hmm. and it didn't bother me that she had her phone, but she kept saying, Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I just have to take this. But she said it four times. And I'm like, mm-hmm. if you have to say you're sorry about having your phone out four times, you're probably having your phone out too much. Maybe put it down for five minutes yeah. or step away. Like, that's the thing with me is I might do a picture and post it, but it's always, if I'm talking to somebody, mm-hmm. I'm not going to bring it out. 
I mean, even if I am taking picture of a food, I'll say, listen, I'm really sorry to do this because I'm putting this on my Instagram because I have kind of a, a bigger social media base and I, not the biggest or anything, but, but it's but there. you have like thousands and thousands of people. I mean, but... it's, it's something where, you know, I'm like, oh, this is so cute. This is cheese served on a, on a piece of wood that's like, looks like a log. How great. Somebody Come on. Use that for a party. Take a picture of that. But you know, I've said like, I'm really sorry to do this. I'm just do it real quick and then I'll put it away. But I am very, you know, it's. It's up and I, I don't really like that. It really bothers me. It's the same thing as somebody who would, you know, take a phone call uh, when, when you're not supposed to. Like me yeah. saying, hey, Maddie, I know we're doing this show, but real quick, I have a phone call coming yeah. in. So it's to me, it's, it's manners. I, it's, manners are universal. I don't care if it's social media or, uh, you know, if in many, person. Do you think as many Southern people do it? No. I, I, sorry, we're, we're the Southern show, but. I don't know. I haven't been to the South really since cell phones have like. I mean, no, I do think they. I do think they. I do, do. think a lot of kids do it. I I'll think, blanket. I think to be honest, it goes really well with the first question because there is quite a bit of narcissism that goes on with cell phones. Well, I think our society is just kind oh, of going to people think they want to be a. And I'm guilty. I said mean, us, who's the blogger and and the host who posting stuff on I'm YouTube, guilty. trying to be YouTube stars and all. So I get that. I think it's just like. So many people in this town, especially, I see, but even not in LA, but I see here people want to be famous. Yeah. And I know that for you and me, that's not our end game at all. Right. We, yes, we would like people to know who we are so we can help influence people and change their lives and empower their lives. But it, I really give zero fucks about being famous. I yeah, really that's, don't. For me, it's more about having. Well, I do kind of want to be an empowered gay couple <laughs> with a hot black man like Shamar Moore. But other than that, oh my God, I'm good. Can we? Oh my God. Okay, so so far today we talked about Shamar twice. Well, so, well, we are always. Uh, he's always on the back of a rain. I think. I think just be mindful and have manners in the sense that, like, think of you know, would your mom want you to do it? Like, if you're talking to someone and you bring out your phone, maybe just step away for a second. Or if you're there, say, "I'm so sorry." But if you have to say sorry more than once in a conversation, then step then, away. Then you say, need to like, you know what, guys, I'm so sorry. I need to go take this. Give me go ten place. minutes. Yeah, because you wouldn't take a call right in front of somebody. Hopefully, no. but it. But it's it's a valid question. So I'm really sorry that keeps happening to you because ugh, I know it's terrible. So just be mindful when you use your phone. I and and I am somebody who has it all the time out. And I and I'm not being you know I'm not trying yeah, to be a hypocrite. But no, here. you know I do things too. I mean you're blogging about stuff, so I don't as much. But um, I probably should. But I do things when I do go to the movie theater. Or I do sure. go to dinner with the friends. Or if somebody invites me over to the house for dinner, I leave my phone in my car. Okay, like, I don't but, do that. But you can, people. You can. <laughs> know, you don't actually don't have to bring your cell phone. Because right. I think, okay, I mean, for me, I think I don't have a husband or a children or anything like that. So maybe that's different. You don't Not have yet. a children. <laughs> I don't have the children that live with me on the, the plantation. But uh, I... Uh, I don't have, like, all my family are in Oklahoma. So if something, God forbid, happened to somebody in Oklahoma, it's not going to make a difference whether I answer a call oh, now or two hours point. later. Yeah. Joseph said, how do I politely address this without sounding like I'm complaining? I think, oh. you, to be honest, I don't know if you can really address it. I did kind of mention to my friend the other day, I'm like, you know, I'm like, if you keep saying you're sorry, I'm like, you've already said it once, it's okay. But I think you just say, like, you know, probably if you really want to address it, you have to be direct. So I think you uh, yeah. actually will stop, sound like you're complaining. But to be honest, maybe that's what they need. So if they have bad manners, maybe you do say, hey, you know what? I'm right here. Could you look at me for a second? I mean, yeah. I know it sounds rude, but to be honest, I Well, I don't know maybe that's a little it. bit more of like a – you could also say like you could totally just say, hey – Terry. I don't know why Terry. I don't know sure. anybody. I, I do know somebody named Terry, but okay. he's not on his phone a lot. It's my best friend's father. <laughs> anyway, um, you could say, hey, Terry. So I love talking to you. And when you're on your phone, I feel like I'm not getting to talk to you as much. So can, when we talk, can you put it down the phone? 
It's a matter of priority. If you have your phone and a person in front of you, the person in front of you wins every time. One time? I'm sorry, mother. Don't. Okay, mom, this is where you turn down the podcast for just like 10 seconds. One time. I had oh, a date, gosh. and by a date, I mean I got tipsy at a bar, and by tipsy at a bar, I mean I got drunk. I wasn't driving, and um, <gasps> I ended up taking bringing this guy home. Oh, Maddie! I know I really didn't like him that much, but his cousin was this hot guy on Project Runway, so it was this Which was guy. I don't. Even, I think his name was Terrence. Or, he was a cute <laughs> black guy. This was like seven years ago. Anyway, Maddie has a type. Well, I do have a type. <laughs> we have mentioned Shamar Moore three times already on this I podcast. Have a type too, I think. It's true. So anyway, so I bring him home, and I am, how do I say, whatever, this show's explained. So I'm totally giving him a blowjob, and I look up, and he's texting on his phone. (laughs) I mean, I'm sorry, but. That's hideous. First of all, that's not polite. Second of all, second of all, (laughs) I'm sorry, I am good at that. So you need to take notice. So on the next Sorry. Dear Maddie show, we're actually going to talk about... I hope that All helped, right. Joseph. I hope it helped, Joseph. All right. So moving on. This is a very short yet abstract yet deep question. It's from Lori. Dear Maddie, how do we connect with, to who we truly are? It's from Lori, mm. age 45. Wow. I feel like we just got, mm. we just got a little... Hey, Mr. Soul Sister. Sorry, mm-hmm. that's not the right song no, to sing about soul. How do we connect with true, who we truly are? Um, I think... I mean, for me, I feel like that's, it sounds simple and cliche, but I think connecting with who you truly are is, well, no, I have had a vision. I just had a vision. A flash. A flash. I, when I connect with who I truly am, I, I just did recently in that, um, I was doing this thing for this casting thing and they wanted pictures of me when I was a kid. And my, I think I showed you this picture. My mom sent me a picture when I was in my very favorite Batman costume when I was like eight or nine. And I saw that picture and I remembered like how empowered I felt in that costume. And I literally Mm. felt like a hero. Mm. And I, I think there's something about, I really do believe people are born whole. And we're born as if there is such a thing, perfect or whatever, just uniquely, wonderfully, sensitively human. Mm-hmm. And then things, I don't think we're born fucked up. The things happen in your life, then that kind of just put. It's chipped away. They put, yeah, cracks yeah, in the road, so to yeah. speak. And I th- so for me, I think about connecting with who you truly are for me. So I think this is a, this is what this is for me question for anybody because Lori, I don't know your life. So, I mean, who knows? There was I, that voice you were yeah, talking about. I don't know your life. <laughs> um, I don't know your life, Lori. Um, but I think for me, it's about connecting with almost that inner child, mm-hmm. of that child that hoped, mm-hmm. that always was optimistic, that believed in Superman, that believed in Santa Claus. That And, and your Santa Claus child picture also yes, really impacted I do, you. I do have a Santa Claus child. Yeah. I love Santa Claus a lot. So, for me, I think that is, for me, I've, and that, that you know, that is... I mentioned on the last podcast how I would I would practice having a talk show, and as a little kid, and so and now look at you. Well, I think you're such a great example too that with beautyfrosting.com and with the Dear Maddie show, we both did things that we didn't think, expect, know that they're mm-hmm. going to make money, that anybody's going to read them or listen to them. We just needed something to pull us out. You were going through that breakup with your boyfriend. I was going through that quasi like breakup with my ex best friend slash business mm-hmm. partner, mm-hmm. and I was just. 
felt driven to pull myself out. So I really, you know, it was going back and thinking, what did that, what were the dreams that the little kid wanted to do? Well, I always say, sometimes you have to fall apart to put yourself back together. It's kind of like Ooh. you have to be your own Humpty Dumpty. So you, Actually, I've that never is good. said that before. I just said that, that now. Good. I've never said that before. Yeah, say I it again. That... Say it again. Oh, that's some oh, pearls of wisdom. That's interesting. I we just got some Dr. Different. Phil magic in here from Don McCoy. I think that you really have to fall apart, really fall apart to put yourself back together like Humpty Dumpty. But you have to be your own Humpty Dumpty. Yeah. So I think that I also have a friend who uh, used to say, you know, like she had a really hard year one year and she'd say there's such a beauty in brokenness. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, I think that's it. You sometimes have to fall apart before you, you know, so you can put yourself back together. It's, it's the reason I think 12-step programs work so well is because they say you have to hit your, 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 low, you to hit your low, your, your lowest low. And, mm-hmm. you know, I know people, you know, that I know personally that they haven't hit that and they just are going to keep making mistakes and until something mm-hmm. else happens. I feel like I had a low. I mean, not, I'm not in 12-steps, but I feel like I had a low and I came out of it and I mm-hmm. had to put myself back together in terms of connecting to t- who we truly are truly are that's really funny that Maddie would answer it like that because I agree I read this book called uh reviving Ophelia by Mary Pfeiffer and um I'm book sponsored that's today. Just, Don's very well read no <laughs> the Dear Maddie podcast is brought to you by reviving it's Ophelia. by Amazon books uh but it I was in college and I was going to uh be an FBI agent I was. I didn't know this about you. Shut up, really? No. Okay, this is a whole. Oh, thing. I just imagined you as like, what's that actress who's on all true crimes? Um, Angie Harmon. Yes, Angie Harmon. <laughs> it's my mom's dream. That's so funny. But more like she actually wants me to be Angie Harmon playing the roles. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I love Angie Harmon. She's from Dallas, like me. But I didn't know that about yeah. her. They they yeah. they look similar. No. I'm like. I won't yeah, say what I would say. I'm like the I'm like I'm like the not super skinny. Oh, <laughs> whatever. Are you are beautiful. Stop. Uh, but no, but but what's funny about it is that I read this book and I was in college and I was going to go into the behavioral science unit of the FBI and I wanted to way before NCIS and CSI and all that stuff and I wanted to solve cases predominantly like my my focus was with serial killers. So my thesis was on serial killers. Do you know oh, that? Oh, no. Wow. That's a whole chapter of my life that wow. whenever I think of alternative universes where like if I could be living an alternative life, I imagine I would have been in the FBI. So I used to love this guy, John Douglas, and I'd read his books. But in between all that, I read this book by Mary Pfeiffer, and it says that girls between the ages of five and 10, girls are really who they are. And if, they re- if you really think of who you were between five and 10, that's what you should probably be doing. And so for me, that was like entertaining people, singing, acting, talking to people. I love people. I love people. I'm quite a little lover and I I still Mm. am. And I think if you really look at that, there's also the artist way, which I introduced Maddie to. And I love it. I'm on the, Second round, my second round doing it, and each time something magical happens. So, That's again, we're Jewel, sponsored from another artist. Book. Yeah, the artist way. The artist way is <laughs> the artist the way. The Dear Maddie show is brought to you by the artist way. Julie Cameron. Julia right? Cameron. Yeah, it's she like was 10 married bu- to Martin Scorsese. Funny. Yeah, I would fact. get, I would recommend not getting the Kindle of that. Get the book because you write it. And, and I would stuff. get the paperback book because the, yeah, uh, the hard book kind of falls apart, and the paperback, get the workbook so you have your journals and all that. Yeah, but it's great. It's a great, it, it gets you practiced as an artist. It sounds very culty when people talk about it. So, I was a little reticent, but. But every even that talks about like really revisiting things that delighted you as a child. So for me, like I went on an artist date, which I try to do once a week. And what that is is when you go do something that delights you on your own, no dog, no baby, no husband, no boyfriend, no friend. You no go kids. alone. So tomorrow I'm going to a play, for instance, that Maddie told me about actually. Yeah. But you you go do this, and one of my most fun artist dates uh, was going to the Santa Monica Pier and riding rides like over and over and over again, like riding the ride that drops you. And I just was like, that's so fun. I'm tickled, and I mm. do it again. 
But I think that when you are trying to connect to who you really are, I think that's what you have to look at. And even if you had a sad childhood or troubling childhood, which to be honest, we all had it to some extent. There was something troubling about your childhood. There are very Mm -hmm. few people that did not have something that was traumatic. And so really we all are walking around with, you know, permanent PTSD. But Mm -hmm. um, post-traumatic stress syndrome. Ooh, now he's a therapist. (laughs) But you really do want to get in touch with what delighted you and made you happy before the judge came in. Because I think when you have like that judge that's, you know, telling you, oh, that's not what you should be doing. Mm-hmm. Or, oh, you're a girl. You shouldn't do that. Or, oh, mm-hmm. you're, you know, y- you might like guys. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? I mean, and you're a guy, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. there are various ways that it kind of morphs you. So if you can think about the things you really loved doing, I can genuinely say that now I'm living a life that as five-year-old or 13-year-old me, they would be like, that is cool. And it's that's because... True. It really is authentically me. There's mm. nothing that I'm doing that isn't... That doesn't mean it never raises its head where it's like, was that really me? But on the whole, I'm doing things that really delight me and make me happy and um, and really are authentic to who I was and who I am now. Mm-hmm. And now it's just about, you know, and that's my, my struggle personally, Lori, is to make sure that my who I am publicly is the same as who I am with Maddie or any of my friends. You know what story I'm about to tell, right? Please tell it. it. Okay, so one time, a long time ago, I was watching Oprah, and I just told Don this story like uh, a month ago. And so I was watching Oprah, and Kenny Rogers was on, and he was talking about... Islands in the stream, baby. Islands in the stream. We could sing a song. Don is also a country <laughs> singer. That's a whole other thing. Could it be free So I sound schizophrenic, don't I? I'm fairly <laughs> schizophrenic. And um, so Dolly Parton and Kenny Rogers were on. This is about 15 years ago. And Kenny Rogers, I remember watching this in high school. And uh, he's during the Roasters era. He said, Dolly Parton, more than anybody else I've ever met in my life, he said, I believe that we as humans are put on this earth and we have a job. And the job is, is that we have three parts of ourselves. We have three parts of ourselves and we want to combine those three parts. And the three parts are we have the person that we really are, the person that we think everyone around us sees, and then the person that everyone actually does see. And our goal in life is to get those three things as close together and close in line as possible. And he said, Dolly Parton, more than anybody I've ever met, has those things so close. And that really resonated with me in my life. And it just, I think, connected with me. And you told me that and I was Well, and I think, too, that's something why you and I have started, you know, have been you farther along the road than me, per se. But what is the road? Uh, But we both have found success in from being ourselves because we're really working hard to, like, be the same person in all aspects of our life. And so if you're listening to this at, you know, home and you're in a car and you're thinking, well, I don't have a podcast or I'm not doing events or I'm not interviewing Fergie or I didn't interview Or I'm not an extrovert, for God's sake. Yeah, exactly. It's not that. Yeah, it's like, how do you show up as a parent and then how do you show up as a wife how do you show up at your knitting group how do you show up at church how do you show up as a Sunday school teacher or at work you know mm-hmm. so think about we have to put on different personas and especially women especially in the workplace if, especially if they're doing anything that's corporate administrative a lot of times they have to show up as somebody they aren't at all right. and so I, I can see how that can be that can be taxing because I'm imagining too, Lori, you're 45, so I'm, that can kind of take parts of you away, trying to put up a facade of who you aren't. So, ha- so you try need to, to look at what makes you happy. Yeah. Like, what, I mean, really what, and I don't even think happy, because happy, you know, it's Pat a Conroy word. has this quote, Pat Conroy is my favorite author, and he said, uh, you know, I find happiness an elusive word, but I do feel something good going on. And mm. I always think that's a great way to say it. I love but, that. 
you've got to find what delights you. So the things that yeah. tickle Ooh. you. Yeah, that, yeah, I love that. That's what my grandma Hazel would say. Oh, that tickles me. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I even have this thing, daily delights. And I actually ask that when I'm interviewing people. I say, you know, what are, do you have a daily delight? And what that is is something that you do every day that really, like, picks you up. And one of my guests recently was Italia Ricci from uh, – from a show and she was doing this wet and wild campaign and she said you know i answer fan mail it actually really makes me happy to respond to people every day mm. and i was like wow that's, that's awesome. wonderful but I, another kenny roger quote kenny rogers quote yes and well, you did live in nashville big one. so i'm sure you've got them no this one's like it, it was before nashville even but he had this quote and he, what is the deal with him in three things by the way because here we know. go again he said there are three things you need to live a life <laughs> you need to have something to do something to look forward to and someone to love. And I always think of that because when I don't have something to look forward to, I kind of fall apart. I'll yeah, like eat bad stuff and I won't exercise. And I've like got to have things on. to look forward to that week, that month, that year. Yeah. And I think that's why we have holidays, y'all. And birthdays. That is. Yeah. That is. It keeps us going. Okay. We're going to do one more question. This is a long question. Um, this is actually the longest question I've ever read. So It's like a monologue. Y'all tell me in the comments if you fall asleep. By the way, if you're listening... Send in your questions and um, comment. Really now, like if people comment on iTunes, that they, you know, maybe get the blog featured. Whatever. I just plugged in the middle of people's therapy questions. Whatever. I'm That's trying. Okay. See, I felt like a narcissist right no, there. No, but, you know, maybe you have your own answers or more your own questions. Yeah. Or, or I, like I actually, maybe you have an experience and you want to share it with, you know, Joseph or Lori or Evelyn. Yeah. I, I, yes, I want to hear that. So, um, all right. So, here we go. This is from Tina. Dear Maddie, I'm a 33-year-old college-educated, intelligent, fun, hardworking female who, for the life of me, can't find a decent man to date or settle down with. Join the club, Tina. Join the motherfucking club. Anyway, okay. She can't find a man to settle down with. I've been in a relationship for eight years, and then I found myself in the dating game once again, and it ended. After a year of dating, every color type or type of freak or geek or loser or weirdo, I was just about to give up. I finally had a young guy message me from a dating site. Curiosity got the best of me, so I agreed to meet. I found out he was 18. Tina's 33, y'all, remember. He was 18 years old. Sad part is we got along well, despite the age difference. He is still in high school. She found out he was 18. He's still in high school, and he gives her great company. High school and all, yeah. but that's how she's saying yeah. it. Yeah, he's uh, still, still in high, high school and all, but he's been in better company than most people my age. This person's from the South. Well, and voiceovers. People write this yeah. all the time. That's, that's true. Yeah. So this person, she's probably an Oklahoma friend. We've been seeing each other about 10 months now. He's 19 and lives with his grandparents. I've taught him to drive. I encourage him to do good in school, and we do go do things and have fun together. I've introduced him to my daughter. And even and with no other guy have I even considered that before. I know it may not be the most realistic or long-lasting relationship, but do you think it's unhealthy? Maybe not so much even for me, but for him. Any Aww. thoughts on the whole thing from Tina, age 33? P.S. Plus, the sex is great. Well, no shit, Tina. He's 19 years old. Um, the sex is great. He does everything just how I like it and whenever, as many times as he as I want even. Okay, first of all, this was honey, a lot. good for you. Good. If you're getting what you wanted that way, that's one option. Awesome you know what? I had a run with a 23-year-old about six months ago, and I'm not going to lie. How old was he? 23. Oh. And I'm 35, and I was just like, really cute Latin guy. And I'm just like... How is that ready? I mean, the door's not even open. Don't listen to that, Mom. I don't know if I want to talk about doors with you. Dude, that's true. So <laughs> oh, let's talk about Tina. Let's talk about Tina. Okay. What are we, I, as, okay, I have to tell everybody, as I'm reading this, I see Don McCoy making these faces of like, 
Oh, like, you know, like when you just eat a lemon and you make this face and shake your head back and forth and she's waving her hand in the air. It's like, Jesus. <laughs> Jesus, take the yes. will. What, so I feel like I'm going to let you go first on this one. Talk to Tina. Okay, well, here's the thing, Tina, is you know what? I, I had some prejudgments reading it early on. I am someone who likes older men. That's just me. I, I don't like dating younger, so maybe that's a personal thing. But reading the whole thing and when I got to the end part of it, uh, you know, I, I actually know someone who's married to a younger person. And I was shocked to know he's about 12 years younger. She's, uh, I think, 40, 43 now, and he's 31. Mm-hmm. They have a son. They're happy. They've been together for years. But they did meet when I think he was like 23 and she was 35. So... Maybe that's one thing. Uh, so bit. I will start by and saying that. And that's like that. my friend Jess, Jess and Kayla. They, well, you know, it's different. They're 13 years, though, too. But it's also the male, female. I feel like it oh, can be yeah. actually a little different oh, uh, with okay. a younger male. Not not even younger woman as much because that's, some men really oh, want that. Because a lot of gay guys female. do the younger, like, daddy, son thing. Yeah, which it's I'm, different. I, I'm um, looking for a rich man to give me a house. It's different. Hello. Older woman, in my opinion, um, he is 19 and lives with his grandparents, so he's really not his own person yet. He's not his own, you know, individual adult as of yet. Uh, to be honest, the main thing that was making me a little like, oh my gosh, is that you introduced him to your daughter. That kind of actually worried me a little bit because, you know, I know I didn't know you were a single mom and that can be really hard. Uh, so I, I have learned from friends who are single moms that you have to be really careful about introducing your kids to people. That's the one thing that I... You know, mm. and it is, and he is so young, but if he makes you happy, then it kind of goes back to what we were talking about before. If he makes you happy, I can't tell you don't be happy. Like, I'm not going to well, take that away from you, but I, but I do think it's a little, that is a big difference. And I, I, I want that, you to be time, hopeful, but the time period between 18 years old to about 25 oh. feels like 30 years in between. It there. does. It when really, you look back, really you think, does. Gosh, that was the only that long. Yeah, yeah. You really changed a lot. Yeah. I mean, but honestly, Tina seems happy and she, she's getting dick every night. So no matter what we say, she's going to stay with this oh guy. Lord. You I'm, know what I mean? This is the first interview like this. I've well, that's well, welcome to the dear Maddie show sugar. <laughs> I love it. But that's true. So, I mean, I feel like no matter what I say to you, you're, you're gonna proceed, but I'm I'm kind of, I'm actually with you. I don't know if it's a negative thing. I just want to say, uh, Tina, like I want you. If you're listening right now, I hope you are. Otherwise, this isn't for anybody. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Close your eyes, take a breath, imagine where you were in your life when you were 18 and 19 years old, and then imagine yourself being 14 because that's where a man is. Because women just mature more than men. They do. Oh, yeah. I, I really believe that. So, like, this, the, he is not the same 19 that you were probably in your 19. It sounds like if you if you have a daughter at 33. and uh, How old's your daughter? Yeah, I'm interested in that. Like, is she a baby? Is or she is she, like, she nine? Or is she eight? I think that um, he's just going to go through a lot of change. So, I, you know, I have two friends. Well, I mean, one's a gay male couple and one's a... A female couple, but even one of the gay male couple, like, they just went through a breakup. They're back together now, but they went through a breakup because the younger one was like, I've never really been with anybody else. I've got with you, and all of a sudden, it's like, now you have a kid. We're married. We're, I want to be young. I want to, like, sleep around. I want to do that kind of dumb shit that you do when you're in your 20s, early 20s. I wish I'd done more sleeping around I, in my 20s. Gosh. I didn't. Yeah, I'm, you sure didn't. I was a serial monogamy. Yeah, I'm still a virgin. So, oh, um, see, mama, that was for you. That was for you. I haven't been a woman. Um, anyway, 
But so I do. The thing actually that gave me a red flag to me is I taught him how to drive. I've encouraged. So it's good to encourage people in life. But sugar, Tina, you can't be his mother. Don't mother him. I'm, I'm actually really interested in where his mother is in his yeah. life and what your relationship is like with him. I don't like think she him. would like this. Mom, that mama is pissed. Or not alive. Yeah. Or not there. Or, yeah. I or, just... If yeah. you're teach and also too, I, but the way you write this, I really believe you're probably from Oklahoma or Texas. You're somewhere from my past. He doesn't know how to drive when he's 18 years old. Like, well, and the other thing else, and then we aren't judging him at all. I, but, but I will say this: I'm a, okay. I'm going to give you a Don McCoy hard, cold fact right now. All right, I'll give you a good 98 percent chance that this won't last. It's, I don't it, want to say it's really it's hard, you, but it's it's, 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 it's very, very difficult. It's very true. I'm telling you right now, there is. And, and I hate to use this example because it is totally different. So please don't think I'm saying it's you, but it's the only relationship I've seen where a much younger man under 21 lasted with an older woman is Mary Kay Letourneau. Mary Beth Letourneau? Mary Kay. Mary Beth Letourneau. Mary Beth Letourneau. Mary Beth Letourneau, who was a teacher who dated a, a younger student, like, like what, 14? Well, I mean, that was, that's that a little was different too because that but, was sexual abuse. But no, but they later. I guess they later got, I mean, I know that. This you said you got with him when he was 18. He was still in high school. I, you know, so it's not an abuse situation going on. But I think, Tina, you know, we're doing what Southern people do. We're hashtag truth talking right now. This is all I'm saying is prepare yourself. Prepare yourself because the chances are, sugar, it's not, you know, because like I just talked about being with a 23-year-old and I've honestly been with him just for sex. And that's fine because we can have that type of – and I'm – so is that really what this is for you? It sounds like this is more of a relationship with you. I just think that humans are – we're curious. That's the one of the most beautiful things about being a human is that you have this curiosity to experience more and find out more. If he's 19, how much has he experienced and is he going to want to experience it all that with you? And if I, it's just going to take a lot of – if you're one of those relationships where y'all talk about everything, where you can – Overdriving uh, Yeah, if you – Sorry. Exactly. But if you can experience each other's independentness and realize he's got his own life and you have your own life and you're together. But it's a hard road to hoe, girl. Good and, luck to you. And I would just say enjoy the moment. Know that the moment might not last, but enjoy the moment you're in, and that's really all any of us can do. So, so Don McCoy says that, and Maddie says, "Enjoy the dick." Just and yeah, there yeah. You there you go. Because oh yeah, because when you're 18, a man, you're in your sexual prime, and isn't it for like 32 for a yeah, woman? She's in it. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, girl. Just sit and spin. All right. <laughs> just don't listen to that. She might mother. not be a spinner. Maddie. She might not be a spinner. Well. We've that is the end of the well. On that note, and thanks for your question. Yes, Tina. thank that's you all a, so much for your question. To say. Yeah, this was a lot. And Tina, I, I hope, hope y'all are still together when you hear this. Yeah, when did I, you write it in? Uh, it's about a month ago. Okay, well maybe so, this is maybe a, maybe it's not. Give us an update, Tina. <laughs> send like send an email to uh, go to talk to dot com, and, and it actually helps when you email. respond to Maddie and let him know how this has progressed in terms yeah. of any of the answers, because then you kind of know like how to get your questions. Like, okay, well, you know what, I might answer that differently yeah. next time because I was wrong. Or yeah, I, was I would right, love or, a follow up question, yeah. or maybe like Maddie, you fucked this up. Can you do it again? You ruined we'll, my life. You ruined my life. <laughs> um, no. So he honestly has so much wisdom. I've had so many little well, Maddie quotes. Hashtag disclosure. The, Matt, the Dear Maddie show is not you know therapy. It's entertainment. It no, it's great. It is. Okay, so 
We're we just been going. So we're going to talk about the celebrity shit the bed moment for this week. Don McCoy. You know, I always put it to the guest. What would you like to discuss this week? Well, I'll tell y'all. I had two, and Maddie said I could. I could only said two. I said it's my show, sugar. We can only do one. Okay, so I, quickly, uh, one thing that I've seen on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and on TMZ and everything is War Machine. Which, first of all, what a stupid. I did, it is, and I'm going to be a little angry about this. It's okay. I, I didn't know anything about this, and you were telling me it. So tell, yeah, tell so, us what's going on. War Machine is this MMA fighter who's been a fugitive, and he's been That's on the run. mixed ma- martial arts for you non-straight people. I just don't even care. I don't really. I, they hit their face and there's blood. I don't like it. Anyway, I War Machine. Like him. He is an ugly person inside and out, and well, I'll say it tell right us, now. Tell us why. So, and I'm not being judgmental. I'm like, he is just. So, he's been on the run since last Friday, which was a week ago. Uh, and uh, please say that he beat up his estranged girlfriend who, you know, got beat to a pulp. He had found her with her new boyfriend, this guy, Corey Thomas, at her home in Las Vegas. And... You know, he has all these brands and he makes some dough, you know, he makes money. And she is this beautiful girl, beautiful, looks like a, you know, like a, I don't know, like a Sherilyn Finn, Laura Flynn Boyle kind of, you know, 1990s. And she's a pretty popular like, porn actress, Maybe, maybe right? like Dita Von Teese. Okay, so that's what I was going to say is oh. she's this beautiful woman, but because of the fact that she's a porn star... People are saying she deserved to get beaten up. What? She should have. Like, no. You know, what a whore. No. And I just want to say. No, wait, wait, wait. Hold is... on. People have actually oh, said yeah. that. Really? Oh, yeah. Like, she, you know, that's what he gets for doing that with the porn star. No wonder he wanted to beat her oh, up. Like, no. And mm. I just want to say that domestic violence or really any kind of violence, no. There's no excuse. It's not okay. I don't care. She, no. He sawed off her hair. Like, literally took... I mean, that's... You know, and in uh, ancient times, that was the way to degrade a woman to the yeah. very, you know, core of her being. He sawed up her hair. Um, and I think she kind of had, like, a mohawk-shaved situation going on. So people have even said, like, well, that's not so bad. She already had... And I'm like, no, 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 no. no. but... Women act. get a choice to choose how they look and how they want to be portrayed. And if she wants to have a little mohawk thing... I'm, I'm not sitting here saying that porn stars have the easiest life. No, but... There is no excuse for condoning this. I mean, to me, he's like a rabid dog. I mean, just he's a rabid dog. I love the take that you're taking on this that it's so – I mean, to me, it's obvious, but I love the take – well, I love the take you're taking in, and also it upsets me that we're having to talk about people judging someone who got Ugh. this shit beat out. Because you showed me the picture before she started. Oh, y'all. She is a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful girl. girl. What's her name again? Beaten to a pup, Christy Mack. Christy Mack. So Google her, y'all. And she's a beautiful girl. Well, don't Google her at work. No. You might see some tips. No. So, but... Do, Christy Mack. I'm sure if you put Christy Mack beaten... You'll and it'll show her before... And, I mean, you couldn't even recognize her face. It's so Her face... Up. They actually are doing, like, fundraisers for her reconstructive surgery. I mean, it's going to take... Her, her thighs just had bruises all over them. It, it reminded me of... Like, I one time fell off a, one of those jet... Uh, jet surfing... What are they called? Jet... Jet... I know what they're called. They're Whatever. When you uh, like, jet ski, jet ski, jet yeah, ski. Yeah, jet ski. And I, God, I fell off that jet ski and it beat my whole thigh up where it was black and blue and it was horrific. She looks like that all over. Ugh. I mean, her face is just so puffy and he just did a number. Did he do and anything he to the, the voice? Oh, he did? Yeah. Like just her, as bad? I don't know. I haven't seen pictures of him. Maybe I mean, because also too, this is like someone, he's an MMA fighter. So oh, he's I think he's horrible. But the worst part skilled. is he goes on the run. So not only did he just do that, but then he goes on the run and he puts up a Twitter. And this is when you're like, you stupid idiot. Don't even talk on social media. He put this. up a Twitter while he, he was, was like, running? I'm running because the police won't understand me. And I'm like, 
Honey, oh, nobody understands you. My. I mean, except your fellow Talk of, Boy, this just gives us a call back to narcissism, doesn't it? <sighs> you want to get me riled up? Just get me talking a little bit Don more. McCoy is riled right I, now. I just can't believe that anybody... Oh, you wouldn't understand me. Oh, you know what? I think most wife beaters feel like that as well. Yeah, I just... So you just... Yeah. Yeah, well, he got caught, so there wasn't a shootout, unfortunately. But I'm sorry. No, he needs justice. I don't mean that. I yeah, I want mean, him to be alive and pay for that shit. Sit in jail. I want him to and- go to prison. Like, like, here's the thing with me is when I that love somebody, I love, I love them forever. Even if you hurt my feelings or if it ended badly, there's some part of me that will love you because we had something of love. Now, even if you're a jerk, I can say, well, I cared or something. Mm-hmm. But for someone who loved someone who probably wanted to marry them and have kids with them or something or even wanted to have sex with them, for them to do that to them and to make them, he wanted to make her ugly. It's, it's the same That's thing about, you know, it. rape is rage. I mean, rape is yeah. literally just it's, replacing it's P not about G sex, and it's sex. It's not about, it's no. about power. And he wanted to take away her, oh, her power. Oh, I just like, I had my hands yeah, go up hands and like with, a praise. She Jesus. had Jesus hands. Um, he made her strip and shower. He oh, did all sorts so of crazy he's crap. Like, yeah, he's, he's just bad. What state was this? Vegas. Ha- Vegas. Nevada. So or Nevada, are they pretty strict? Like as I far don't as know. I, and I'm sorry, I do get really heated up about this, but just because I, I just can't stand. You know, I used cruelty. to work. Um, it's so funny. We're talking about this thing, so I'm just going to talk. But I used to write a column, like a psychological column, and I used to write it for like a gay men's porn blog, and that was actually really good for me because it gave me part of that thing, like you would go to events and stuff like that, and I would meet porn actors and things like that. Mm-hmm. But it made me humanize them mm-hmm. and see them for it's their job. It is their job, and I think that it's something I really don't feel. And sorry if you're Church of Christ and you're listening to this, but I don't feel like it's for us to judge. Oh, you mean because they'd say because they would say, you know, or I just think it's not. It's so once you see these, I think the same these people that I just want to say, what if it was your sister or your mom or your daughter who got the shit beat out of her, and would you say that she deserved it because she did porn? No, no. Stupid. It's and, and it's it's not a celebrity, but you know what really upset me today? What? I saw one of those darn pictures where an elephant had been slain in a desert who was eating food and a family slain. And I was just like, I'm not even missing. Was this cruelty. on Facebook? Yes. Okay. Can we talk for a second? I actually have an issue with people putting pictures on Facebook of like bulldogs getting beaten no, no. that are just like there's no warning. It's like an N C seventeen rating. Yes, yes, yes. I'm sorry. I volunteer for shit all the time. Day. It'll upset like, everything. I, and I know they're like, but people need to see this. You can talk to me about it in an article. I read. I have a vivid right. imagination. I do not need to. It's like I do not want to see no. someone actually be killed. I don't want to. There's just things I do not want to see in my life, and yeah. nor do I think I ever need to see. I'm off the pulpit. Okay. We're moving on. That was a good topic. That got it. See, now I'm fired up. We're both. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, we're southern and <laughs> sassy. All right, so now we're going to the last part of the show. Oh, I love it. Okay, so we're here at the Chatty Maddie questions. Oh, my God, I love this. I've never, I've never done this. It's this uh, so fun. Okay, so, well, good. So the same five questions every week to the same people. Okay, so the first question is, what's your most memorable childhood smell? Oh, can I have more than one? I'm okay, you can one. have more than one for this. Okay, uh, they both are probably my grandma, uh, my nanny in Duran, Oklahoma. White shoulders, perfume. And oh. fresh tomato garden. Who like made, where you smell. Who made white shoulder perfume? I think it was just its own company. And that's why I love my tomato candle you got. Because you know, I got her, tomato. Like, I got her. You, I got it. You got me. Same thing. Tomato vine candles are my favorite, yeah. y'all. It smells like fresh tomatoes. If you I. ever see them, buy one to me or buy one for me and send it to me. 
and ask them to send you a check if you don't want to gift them. No, it's a gift. Um, uh, oh, <laughs> it's never a mind. gift. So, okay, no, so white shoulders. So perfume. white shoulders and like tomatoes and also. With, I mean, it's all one sense. You have to actually. So, is there a visual? Like, is there like a tableau? Yes, I think of my, I think of my nanny and papa's house where they had double beds. You know, and they had double beds that were separate. Mm-hmm. And I slept with her until I was, until she passed away when I was eighteen. I'd sleep with her when I'd go visit, Aww. and she'd rub my back. And but it was white shoulders perfume, tomato garden, like tomato on the vine, and then um, also her lipsticks. She would keep lipsticks for years, and they have this old lipstick smell. That kind I, of wax smell. Yeah. And my I, mom did that. She had this beautiful little Avon container with mini lipsticks, and I actually kept it just because it was that smell. It's that, that old lipstick smell. And then also her pancakes on Sunday morning. Nobody made pancakes like my nanny. Mm. Nobody ever will. We've tried to recreate it. That and her cream corn, and it's all just a sad second. Sad. Is she, uh, she was a cook then? She's a great cook and baker. So she's born in Durant? Uh, she was born actually not there. She was born in Calera. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And her name, funny enough, was Clara Margaret, but she went by Margaret. Is she? Because I know you're Native American. Was she Native American? Well, we all have some Cherokee in us, but I think Cherokee. I'm probably like a 24th, and she's probably like a, you know, she's probably a 12th, but we have that cheekbone, and we didn't, we don't have to, sh- <laughs> tidbit, fun fact about Dawn. She, my mom, and I, we probably have to shave like once a month. Native Americans don't have any hair? I don't have any hair on my thighs. Like Asian people? I shave about once a week under my arms. This is really? so much info. And then once a month, I shave my lower legs. Okay. Well, look at <laughs> Who that. Who wants to date me? <laughs> I'm like... It is kind of a plus, I won't lie. I, I'd, had, like, I'd be like on a set or something, and a guy would be like, oh my God, your legs are so smooth. And I'm like, I haven't shaved in three weeks. And they're like, what? Wow. I don't get coarse hair. It's just not. The I'm blonde hair. and I'm hairy as and we fuck. Get, and we get the cheekbones, which is my Yeah, you my have the beautiful thing. cheekbones. Oh, Blush always looks good. Okay. <laughs> Chatty Maddie question number two. Alcoholic drink you can't drink anymore because you got drunk with a Cooter Brown on it. And you what? Got drunker than Cooter Brown. Oh you never God. heard that expression? Yes, but not, and you not got from drunk, like my parents. You, you got drunker than Cooter Brown um, on this. You can't, you can't even Probably a it. hurricane. I, oh. <laughs> I drank hurricanes. Someone went to New Orleans. Cancun. Oh. I had never drank. Uh, I was always the designated driver in high school. In my senior year of high school, I went with my friends Jenny Allison uh, and a friend Tracy. And we went to, um, what is it, Hur- Pat O'Brien's. And we had yard. I thought, gosh, these are good. And I had jello shots. <laughs> and then I had a yard-long hurricane. You're like and this Sarah is a girl Brown who would only drink white Zinfandel with her mom. You know, like we drank white Zinfandel. Like my mom would let me have wine. Like that's the thing. By the way, parents, best tip I can give you. Don't forbid alcohol. Drink with your kids occasionally, like once every few years. Like have a little sip of wine or whatever. That was one I of the never first. Drank. That was one of the first questions on my show. Oh, really? With Lindsay, actually, the question was: I'm an adult, and my son is in high school. And do you think I should drink with him? I don't think you should buy the kids beer and have beer with them. But I don't think there's anything wrong with like my mom would take me. Like we'd have these little weekends, and we went to one where we'd have like a glass of wine at dinner. And I'd be like, ooh. And then I was like, I just had so much fun with my mom. Why would I go do it with my friends? Because. I know that I have this liberty with her that like if I ruin it, you know, but so the hurricane I had and I danger, danger guys, hurricane I had, or maybe two, I don't remember. And I always take a bath before bed and I insisted to my friends, let me take a bath. And I was really drunk because I always do. And then I go to bed and I threw up in my sleep and did not die. And there was red everywhere. Oh my God. And so they woke up and they're like, Dawn, honey, you you threw up in your sleep. And I'm like, what? And I was in Cancun for three days and would only eat pineapple and potato skins. And her parents were like, Allison's parents because you were so like, What's like wrong? your stomach I was, was so, so torn sick up and ripped up. And, and the for parents the were like, What's trip? wrong? And I'm like, Oh, food poisoning. Like, <laughs> it's like, No, it's a horrible angle. You could only eat pineapple and potato skins? Yeah. Wow. That was it. Wow. All right. 
Um, chatting about a question number three. When are you most inspired? This is really interesting. Fridays. Friday. Friday. Um, I'm getting inspired on Friday. That would not that, inspire that me. That would not inspire bit. me either. Um, I, no, Fridays, It's. I was just telling my agent Gloria last night at dinner, I said it's really funny, but it's almost like I won't plan anything on Friday because usually between the hours, I'll go have my artist date, go to a movie or go do something fun to kind of get my juices flowing. And then without fail... Between like four and nine, I will come up with an idea. I will start writing something. I've come up with 12 kids books that way. I came up with a a screenplay that way. Mm. Um, These moments of inspiration strike me and it's always on Friday afternoon. I think I may have been born on a Friday, but I don't know if that's true. It might have been a Wednesday. But there's something about it. Mm, I'm born on a Monday. And also when I'm in the bath. I take a bath every night. Yeah, now you have, yeah, every single night, It's my ritual. I probably miss like six of my life from camping or moving. Wow. What do you, um, this is not a chatting medic question, but you are a beauty expert blogger. Oh, I thought you were going to say a beauty, and I was like, Well, you are now. a beauty. Isn't she lovely? <laughs> Isn't she a pearl? Oh, I think that song's from Say by the Bell that I just sang. Anyway, to say about it. What, um, what's your best beauty, beauty tip for oh. our listeners? You know, men or women, we have all types, really just women and gay men. It's real simple. No, actually, straight guys love this. Oil, oil, oil. Oh, oil. That's your thing. It's, I say it on everything I'm ever on. They always ask that question, and I uh-huh. say oil, oil, oil. So what, sorry, my dog's itching. You can hear. What type of oil? You know who needs oil. I know. Sophie I know. needs oil. Um, Really, you can have any kind, but I really like uh, Caudalie oil, Darfon oil. Uh, to be honest, a cheap one that's really easy for everybody to get, Trader Joe's vitamin E oil. You can get it on at Trader Joe's or on eBay. How do you apply it? Um, so I usually, any product, here's a good tip, any product I warm up between my hands, I learned that actually from Creme de la Mer, which I've been using since I was 19, you want to warm up the product in between your hands. So like you put the product on your hands, the oil, warm it up for, I'm like rubbing my hands together, my fingers for a good, you know, 10 seconds, or I do ABCs by the way, or happy birthday song, one or the other. And then you just press it into your face. You never want to rub your face. You always want to press it. Does that mean I don't ever rub no of course sometimes I rub but you want to press it into your face with oil I actually like to start under my eyes because that's where the wrinkles come uh Mm. you know before anything else but that's my big tip oil 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 I agree with that you fight the bad with the bad a lot of people think oh I break out no you gotta cut that means your skin's too oily and you need to add it's drying out you people use these acne products that dry Mm. their skin out then they're too oily. That's a whole other It's podcast. like steel magnolias when they say like, oh, why do you have, why do you you have ice cream a... with the cake? Like, you know, oh, you know, if you serve it with a little bit of ice cream, it's even great. It, it cuts the sweetness. sweetness. I love <laughs> that you made a steel magnolia <laughs> reference in the Dear Maddie we show. We so far apart right now. We it cheers. only took us an hour and 15 minutes to do a <laughs> sweet uh, steel magnolia reference. All right. Question, chatting about a question number four. So the question is, weirdest place you had sex or your celebrity crush? You can answer both. Some people do. So weirdest place you had sex and celebrity crush? Mm, they kind of go together, don't you? They, really? you kind of want to think of, like, yeah, I, I was having I sex. wish tomorrow more and I would, <laughs> would have sex in a helicopter. Um, I guess I would say the weirdest place I've had sex is, wow, I like this question. And I, I actually was thinking recently and I'm like, is mine even that exciting? Um. I had it in the airport parking lot in the back seat once. Really? Actually, I folded down my... Someone had a layover. (laughs) 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 That's a terrible joke. Yeah, I was actually broken up with the guy at the time. I was dating somebody else. (laughs) And there was this weird overlap. And I, uh, yeah, we... We were got really turned on and Just in the did back it. of a my SUV at the time. Well, look at that. Years ago. Well, who's your celebrity crush? You know, okay, here's the thing. Um, 
I used to love Jude Law because he's like the look I love. I used to, and then he just kind of Well, fizzled. I still do, but the C- when he got with Sienna Miller, that kind of ruined But it Jude Law and Talented Mr. Ripley was something to behold. He was art. I used to go. I would freeze my art. DVD just to see yeah. his penis I dated, when he got out of I the I dated a guy who kind of resembled him, actually, a lot. Wow. Like, people would be like, that's your guy. Um, who was your childhood, actually? That's what My childhood crush? Like, who was the celebrity crush as a child? I loved Kirk Cameron. Oh, I know. He's not loving. <laughs> he's not, he's not listening to this right now. And I loved. Okay, so here's the weird thing. I had a huge crush on Chad Lowe, and my friend is now married didn't? to him. Oh, really? Yeah, he was Jesse. Actually, if I ever name a child a boy, um, if I ever have a boy, um, I'd probably name him Jesse, which is after a character on this show, Life Goes On, that I loved. My mentor blah, 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 passed away from blah, blah, AIDS. Blah, blah, blah. Oh. Yeah, you had to make it funny right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just teasing. I'm just teasing. You just brought up AIDS. AIDS, AIDS is um, never funny. But no, my mentor passed away from AIDS, and right before he did, I was watching that show, and I watched it for a few years, and I thought that Chad Lowe's character, Jesse, was the most dynamic character on TV, and I think he actually won an Emmy or like some some kind of Emmy for it, but I just thought he was remarkable, and I had a huge crush on him, and my friends and I used to... like call any number that was CeeLo in Los Angeles we'd look for it and like try to call him because I thought I was like in love with him he's still on my my mom has all my bulletin boards up which she really wants to take down but he's on one of my bulletin boards and he's now married to one of my friends and now you see who him. I like so much you see him yeah time. and I always am like oh my gosh does he know like does he know that I had this huge crush on him like it's not that now but you know I see him and his children are beautiful and that his wife is like one of my favorite people to, no, no I used I to okay, okay. but he he's a really nice guy and it's so cool to like meet somebody and he's actually nice and his and his wife is one of my like most favorite people so small it's small world I, oh it was crazy I just small, was like well, who world. knew but I still love the name Jesse I loved the character he played I had the crush on the character he played actually I never watched and show the character had eight that was the time wasn't Patty Lapone? Yeah. The mom on that? Yeah. But really, he was just, I mean, I was really all about him. And my friend Kirsten Warren was on there, and I didn't even realize it until later. I was like, oh my God, that was Kirsten. And oh. I met her years later. So now I know two people from that show in a very weird, small world thing. Yeah. I once got really drunk in a cab, and I made a really inappropriate joke about Corky. And I don't oh. remember what it was. Allie or Matt Lindsay Mar. could remember that. I don't remember what happened. Really drunk oh, but cab. I also, but yeah, but sexually now, Michael Fassbender, for some reason, I've never even seen the full frontal. I just know that I think he's sexy as Although anything. I don't think Shame is that great. Everybody's like, Shame. I haven't even seen, I haven't seen anything he's in except like one movie I didn't even like, but he is so hardcore he's, masculine sex in yeah. <laughs> Last chatty Maddie question, last, what makes your heart happy? We're going to end on this. Mm-hmm. Um, giving gifts to people. <laughs> you know what? Y'all. <laughs> That shit is true. I'm telling you all that now. Donna's always trying to give my fat ass a damn cupcake. And I'm like, girl, I can't. I'm trying to lose weight. I'm single. I need a husband. But they're so good. They're so good. She's such a good pet. Pistachio icing you make. If I had endless money, I would just buy gifts for like everybody I've ever known, and I would just keep a huge room of presents that I could just give them. Because I just think of people like that all the time, like, oh, so and so would really appreciate this, or oh, I know what they need. They need this thing on Etsy or something like that. No, I agree with that. Actually, one of like my visions, and I I plan on putting on my dream board is like I love how Oprah and Ellen they just have money to and power to just give people things. I, oh my god. That's like one of the shows that I pitch to people. It's like, hey, it's just me giving people shit. Like people that need stuff, just that. giving it to them. I, I love, love it. it. I love it too. That makes my heart truly happy. Mm. And I do this thing, I, a little tidbit is when I, my, my, everybody who's ever dated me and any friend knows this, that when I get excited, I'll wring my hands together in this really creepy way. Like I just rub my hands together like you're washing or something. Mm-hmm. 
And um, whenever I get excited, and I always have since I was a baby, my mom says it's been forever. I get so excited. I can't contain the excitement. I do it. And whenever I give a gift to somebody, I usually do that. <laughs> to this day, it's a weird, weird response. That's adorable. That's adorable. Why well, am I single? Why what? I have no I don't know. Me either. Please. Oh. Don McCoy and Matt Marr. We're <laughs> single, ready to mingle in Southern. Well, hey, everybody. That is it for today. Don, why don't you just give everybody your website or if you want to talk to your, uh, your Twitter where people can find out more information, follow you, sure, get to know you same more. Same everywhere. It's www.beautyfrosting.com. And I'm on Instagram and Facebook and social media. And oh. it's at Beauty Frosting. And you can catch me on the Mall Anderson Show on iHeartRadio. I do Beauty Beat on the Mall Anderson Anderson Show with my favorite things mm-hmm. every week uh, on Saturday at 6 p.m. I believe on iHeartRadio and you can also get it um, they constantly have their app and podcasts going so iHeartRadio and Molly Anderson who's my mentor I get to be on her show so that's pretty cool Stalker. thank you so much for uh, just spending time with me today it was just a beautiful thank you beautiful. so much for having no, me I really was looking forward to this oh. and you know the one thing we need to remember is you know you dream it, you can do it. So I think that's what you and I are all about. That's and I want to encourage everybody out there to just dream it and and see if you can't get that into action. Just do this one is little my step little day. piece of happiness. Like this podcast is my box in the corner with all my dreams in it. And every, I love it so much. So like Sophie, like Sophie who sits in the corner. So <laughs> thank you so much for listening, all three of you. Um, tell your friends about it. Do give us a review on iTunes. That helps us maybe get noticed and get some more viewers. You can go to the website, www.talktomattmar.com. Such a cute website, by the way. Thank you. Great Thanks. designer. Thank you, Patrick Hine. He designed all that. I'm a bit scarred. Go to talktomattmar.com. You can submit your questions there. We're getting low on questions, y'all. So be sure to send some in because we, you know, want to help people. Have a good week, everybody, and try to do something nice for someone this week, okay? And uh, we'll see you back here next week. 